another episode of Talking with Bungie, the Death by Bungie podcast. How cool is that? Well, I don't know how cool it is, but this will be an interesting episode of Talking with Bungie. I'm going to go over a little poll that I posted on the Death by Bungie YouTube channel. I'm going to give you the results of that poll. I'm going to give you my thoughts on it. I'm going to read some of the comments. I'm going to comment on the comments. I think that'll make a neat little podcast. The poll that I placed on there about a week ago was, how do you choose a taxidermy form for your mounts? Do you pick a certain shoulder mount form that looks good on the wall in a spot you have picked out already? Or do you pick one that reminds you of that hunting experience. For example, if the buck was sneaking in behind a doe, do you choose a sneak mount? If he was alert with his head up, do you choose that style instead? Or do you have another way of choosing? Leave a comment on that. I think that is a fun kind of question. Now I'm reading what the post was, and I do think it's a fun kind of question. I am fortunate enough to be able to post that question that has some personal relevance to me because this year, Bungie and I connected on our biggest ever Pennsylvania buck. Can you believe that? It was awesome. What a great experience. Best day in the woods I can remember, other than sitting next to my daughter when she shot her first buck and getting a text from my daughter in Maryland when she shot her first doe. That was tops for me, sharing that experience with my daughter. But... For Bungie, specifically, this was his shining moment to kill one in the kingdom of Bungie, the original kingdom of Bungie, kill a nice buck at 20 yards. That video will be up in a week or so on the YouTube channel. It is in the works now. It's underway now. And there's some decent footage in this one, too. And it's a fun story. What a great day in the woods, though. I shot this deer at 7.45 a.m. He was the sixth deer I saw that morning. So I'd already been out there for a couple of hours, but already seen six deer. Can't beat it. I can't believe it either. I mean, it was just not something that happens very frequently. We're really lucky with old Bungie this year. You know, if you read my book, The Death by Bungie, Crossbow Story, at the end of that book, I made a confession. And that, after all, is the subtitle of that book, Confessions of a Crossbow Hunter. And one of the last confessions in that book, so to speak, in the epilogue, if you read the book, was that it might be time to retire Bungie and upgrade to a newer, more modern crossbow. That story still has yet to be written. Here I am, a season removed from that writing. We've pretty much exhausted all of our tags. I still have a few doe tags left, but we killed a deer in Maryland, killed a deer in Pennsylvania, as we set out to do. And Bungie and I, will we be hunting together next season? I don't know. There's only one way to find out, and that's to stay tuned to Death by Bungie, of course. So that story's not yet written. What a way to wrap up this season to kill Bungie's biggest buck in Pennsylvania ever. So I am very excited about that, as we should be, right? So that's a fun question. How are we going to preserve that memory, to cherish it year after year after year, day after day in the future, with that memento hanging on the wall, that trophy hanging on the wall? 
I should get more thorough with these posts for these podcasts now that I think about it. There's no reason why I can't upload certain pictures and stuff to accompany that podcast episode so that if you want to go back to the deathbybungie.com website, leave your podcast app for a short period of time, go to the deathbybungie.com website and look at the individual posts for that episode, you would be able to look at those pictures or even a video if I posted it there. No reason why I can't do that. I think down the road I will toy with that idea and try to make the deathbybungie.com website much more robust. I do have a few other things in the works, so please stay tuned to that. I hope you're enjoying this stuff as much as I am. But this is a, an interesting question to have. I am very fortunate to even have this question about how to hang this mount on the wall. What style should I choose? Now, for me, the, the reason I'm thinking this is I never even gave it any thought. Genevieve and I did a gutless method in the woods, so the carcass remained in the kingdom of Bungie. The carcass remained on the scene. We did a gutless method. We removed as much of the hide as we were going to need for the taxidermist. Did a great job on that, I really believe. Used a few of the tools that you can see in the Death by Bungie gear page on deathbybungie.com. If you go on there and check that out, you can order these tools and you can use them in the woods yourself. The same tools that I like. I am not sponsored by anybody. I am not trying to sell you on one brand versus another or anything like that. You know the straight scoop from Death by Bungie that you will get. I'm going to sell you on stuff that I'm only going to tell you what I used and how it worked for me and whether it worked or it didn't. I have no incentive one way or another. I'm just sharing that stuff with you. The only incentive I have to steer traffic toward deathbybungie.com's gear page, and it's real easy to locate, go to deathbybungie.com, click on gear page, is that I do get a referral fee from amazon.com, from the manufacturers or whoever. I actually get a share in the profit that they make off of that, a small referral fee, which I appreciate. I think it's awesome. It makes it worth my while to maintain that site, to maintain that information, to share that information, and hopefully it makes it worthwhile for you. It does not increase the cost to you. You don't pay more as a result of that. So that gear page, Viking Solutions, there's a couple of tools on there that we have used that I really like. They're very handy tools. One of them we used on this gutless method on my nice buck, our Pennsylvania buck, which is, by the way, is the biggest Pennsylvania buck that I've ever killed. So I'm very happy about that. I don't really get into the inches measurements and all that kind of stuff. I'm not opposed to that. It's just not personally something that I do. But I'm, I can tell you that both body size and antler size, this is, for me, a very remarkable buck. So I'm very fortunate, long story short, long story long, I guess, is to put this deer on the wall is a big deal for me to have that opportunity. If this is the last season with Bungie, last hunting experience, it's a really good buck to go out on. Bungie certainly left nothing in the woods other than that carcass. Bungie has performed dutifully for me now in 11 different seasons. This was incidentally the only deer I've killed with Bungie this season, but but that's a different story and that's the subject of those upcoming videos. But if I were to hang Bungie on the wall next to this buck, what a great way to complete that story. I'm very proud of this buck, as you can probably tell. So how are we going to design the mount? How do we choose a mount? We did a gutless method in the woods, took the hide out, left the carcass there. I like that method because all the meat was cut up when we got it home. It was in the cloth bags, ready to be frozen, ready to be canned. All of that has been accomplished. We spent very little time at home processing the deer other than the freezing and canning. 
And my wife really appreciated that. In fact, she came home from work. I had taken the day off. She came home from work and she's like, well, where's the deer? I'm like, it's all done. She's like, what do you mean it's all done? It's, it's in the coolers. I'm like, no, it's all in the freezer. It's all in jars. I took Genevieve out of school to help me process that deer because as I've talked in a previous podcast, I have some health issues with a hernia that prevent me from dragging a deer out of the woods. Already done that this year a couple of times and probably shouldn't have. <laughs> it doesn't help. <laughs> you know, the older you get, the more a concern that becomes. Nonetheless, we got that deer all processed, really like the gutless method, left the carcass in the woods. So that carcass was there without all the meat. We took the heart out. I gave that to a co-worker's husband. We left the, you know, all the entrails and all that good stuff was still there. But we left basically after we took all the meat out of there. And you can take the roasts out of the front shoulders, out of the hindquarters, the whole bit. It was all processed. We, we cut those roasts out right there on the ground, nice and clean, pulling the hide off. You get the roast out, put it in a cloth bag. It's protected from the elements. You take it home, take it out of the cloth bag. That allows it to breathe, allows it to cool down quickly. It doesn't hold moisture in, so it doesn't encourage bacterial growth. And it makes such a great product. We got it home and processed that deer. It's probably going to be the best. We've already eaten some of it, tenderloins, whatnot. Some of the best tasting deer meat you'll ever have. The carcass was left there, and I like doing that because those leftover bits and morsels We've got pictures of crows eating those morsels. We've got pictures of a young, immature hawk eating those morsels. We got coyotes, of course, that ran by and were a little bit spooked by the camera because I put a trail camera over this to get pictures of who was eating the carcass. How cool is that? Got a deer checking out the carcass, the world's biggest four-point. I was really impressed with this guy, and unfortunately, he's not legal in Pennsylvania, and unfortunately, he's probably going to get shot during a rifle season when he's running across a field somewhere. And people are going to be very disappointed when they find out he has no brow tines. Disappointed and surprised. I'll try and post these pictures on the website, deathbybungie.com. If you go to podcast, look at this episode, you'll be able to see those individual pictures. And then, most remarkably, we had a picture of an immature bald eagle in the woods in the kingdom of Bungie. He found this carcass and he's feasting upon it. So that's pretty cool stuff. I encourage you to do that if you leave a gut pile, pitch a camera over it sometime. It's really fun to see that gut pile. Do a better job of positioning the camera than I did, but because uh, it really didn't have the carcass in view, it just had the animals that were on it. But nonetheless, some neat pictures. I encourage you to do that someday if you haven't done it already. But this hide, we get it to the taxidermist, and of course he's taking down all my information, license and whatnot, and he says, well, which way do you want it mounted? How do you want it mounted? And I hadn't even given that a moment's thought. I told him I would get back to him. He's got to tan the hide first and take care of that. And I'm sure he's got plenty of other deer to be handling in the meantime. But eventually, I'm going to have to make a decision. Now, in the past, my first nice buck, my 1986 buck, that was one I shot back in 1986 with a rifle. And I wrote stories about that, told the story of that in the Death by Bungie crossbow story. Even though it's not a crossbow buck, it is part of my history as a hunter. It's an interesting story, some interesting observations from that. And I share that in the book, so you should check that out if you haven't already. But that book, I'm sitting in the trophy room right now at my desk and looking up and there's that buck. And I am so proud of that buck. I have been my whole life, ever since 1986. 15 years old, not even able to drive yet. And kaboom. I get that opportunity. And he was a remarkable deer in 1986. Today, I'd still shoot that deer, but he isn't as magnificent as 
a year older buck, like the one that I shot this year, probably a three-year-old deer. Three-year-old deer in Pennsylvania is a trophy to me. Any deer is a trophy, don't get me wrong. You have seen Death by Bungie, I've shot all manner of deer, and I am proud of each and every one of them. They all contribute to the Death by Bungie crossbow story. And I thank them for that. I thank them every time that I post a picture on Facebook of me eating those deer, of the meals that we prepare. I remind you that that venison is courtesy of that individual deer. I tell you which deer it is. Nonetheless, that 1986 buck, he is looking to his right. So he basically has to go off to the right in a room, right? So he's looking into the room. My 2016 buck, I can see him, and he's all busted up. He was a nice buck before he got into all those fights. He was the bully. That story is also in the book with pictures supporting my assumption that he was the dominant buck in the kingdom of Bungie in 2016. But he's all busted up. He's a fighter. He's a scrapper. And he looks good on the wall looking left. And I just put him in there because I wanted him sort of looking at my other buck. So he's, he's up on the wall looking into the room from the left-hand side. The 1986 buck is sort of looking off and toward some, kind of toward his way, that way. Now those bucks, I just pretty much put them up there those ways to complement each other, right? And now that I have the trophy room, I have them mounted that way. And they're sort of straddling our fireplace, right? The, the fake stone on our fireplace that we have up here in the trophy room. It's a fireplace with no fireplace. That's the subject of a future uh, home improvement project, I'm betting. So, but nonetheless, they look great on the wall, sort of looking into the room. My really nice Maryland buck, I got mounted head up, looking straight ahead. And I did that one a little differently. I did that one because that was that experience. That buck had his head up the whole time that I saw him. He was very alert, up, looking around, trying to find out who grunted. It was me, and he never figured that out. Isn't that funny? I grunted, and you've seen that video perhaps, but I grunted. He came in five, ten minutes later, very alert, head up, looking for the other buck that dared to grunt in his kingdom. Who dared invade his kingdom? He wasn't going to tolerate that. And then he figured, as long as I'm here, even though I don't see that other buck, I might as well come into the corn pile. That played out perfectly. Some hunters would refer to that as the deer reading the script. He did exactly as we hoped he would do. And it worked out great. So that one I mounted, not so much like the other two bucks, where I designed them to sort of just look good in the room and complement each other. This one I mounted head up because he's the king of the forest and he knows it. And he will be preserved in that manner going forward. It looks great that way. It really shows off his rack. He's very high rack. So with the head up, looking straight ahead, the rack looks even taller, if that makes any sense. It sort of complements and goes along with that rack. But one thing I will say about that, if you turn that deer a little bit, now you're displaying the rack at an angle, and that can help display the deer. It can complement the display of that deer. And with him in the corner where I have him, I kind of refer to this as the Maryland corner of the room. If he were looking to his right off into the room, that might be a better mount for that. But he looks good the way he is, and I'm not, I'm not upset with that. You'll see him in the background of some of the interviews. Okay, so that's, if you want to look on the Death by Bungie channel, you'll see him in the background. And then next to him, I call that the Maryland corner, there's a Sika deer, right, that I shot in Maryland. That video is up there as well. And he's looking 
slightly to his left, mounted in the corner of the way he's mounted. He's looking out in the room a little bit. He's just a tiny little deer. What a beautiful, beautiful animal. So those are some of the mounts that I've got now. Now, you know, the boars, I've got boars on the wall all over the place looking out into the room. They're just a head shot, so they're looking straight out into the room. We've got a raccoon that we put on the wall that Genevieve and I trapped together. Very that's a see, that's a trophy to me too. That is something every time I look at that, I'm like, yeah, that's the one that Genevieve helped me trap. It was the first raccoon that I ever trapped. Caught it in a live trap. We caught a raccoon in a tra live trap in the woods and got it mounted, and he's looking sort of out the window at the flower garden at Genevieve's flowers. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. And I've got a turkey on the wall, stuff like that. Hopefully we get more turkeys down the room. So now I posted that comment that I read to you, and I was anxious to get other people's results, other people's feedback. And I will tell you the results of that poll right now. I pick a form that looks good in the room where I will hang it. That was option number one. Option number two, I pick a form that reminds me of the hunt. Okay, so I'm basically restating what was in the question. And then the third one, I have a different way of choosing, leave a comment. There were 433 votes on this poll. And incidentally, Facebook does not allow you to do a poll anymore. What is up with that? So much for Facebook. But, I, you know, we're on Facebook, whatever. So I couldn't post this poll on Facebook, but I was surprised to get 433 votes on YouTube because YouTube is not really a community type sharing platform. YouTube is not really set up for that. It's for the videos, right? So of those three options, I pick a form that looks good in the room where I will hang it. 52%. Over half of the respondents to this very scientific poll say that I pick a form that looks good in the room where I will hang it. 37% said I pick a form that reminds me of the hunt, the hunting experience. I've done that too. I've done both, right? And then third, I have a different way of choosing, leave a comment, 11%. So I'll go through these comments now. But overwhelmingly, more than half of the respondents say that they basically design it to look good in the room. And man, I totally get that. 37%, a slight minority, uh, almost 40%, pick a form that reminds them of the hunt. I've done that as well. And then a different way of choosing, leave a comment. So we're going to go through these comments real quick. It's kind of interesting to read the comments, 48 comments. I'm just going to start here and go through a few of them that I found. I won't go through all of them because this podcast, I've already blathered on long enough for, for what I try to accomplish in these podcasts. But my favorite mount I've had done so far is a sneak. Now I'm reading a comment from Pat Pro Second, 1791. With his head turned slightly showing whichever side of the rack that looks best outwards. That is a common theme in these comments, making the rack look better. Displaying what you've got. Displaying your trophy in the best light. I totally get that. And in fact, that is a significant consideration for me, choosing a mount, a form for my Pennsylvania buck. The reason for that is, is, is that interesting little antler he has one antler, I think, on his left side that he broke off in a fight or some other way, but it healed and it didn't break off completely. It's still there. The tip is still visible, but it is tipped in a little bit. It's broken in a little bit. So it's a neat little characteristic. I would like that part to be visible. So I will probably have him 
turning his head into the room where that is more visible. Instead of having that, that antler in the back, I want that antler in the front, if that makes any sense. Very important. So I think that's good. Chip from Wild About Being Outdoors says, The way I choose is if I seen one during that caught my eye or if the taxidermist would show me a cool one. In other words, what have I seen in the past that I liked? I mean, I like to have one like that. Or does the taxidermist have the book or show you a sample that might look good that way? Interestingly, interestingly, other respondents had said that they let the taxidermist choose. Surprise me. That's kind of neat. I don't have so many trophies where I want the taxidermist choosing everything, but if I had a lot of deer, I'd be like, yeah, I'll make it work. You know, you just do it the way you think it'll look best, and then I'll put it in, I'll find a really good spot for it in the room. Maybe that's a good way to do it. Murder Incorporated Hunting, always great to hear from him. Uh, he has his own YouTube channel if you want to check that out. Murder Incorporated, I think, refers to crows. He's been a longtime friend of Bungie, and it's very much appreciated. And I can identify with his comment as well. I like the head up. Alert, looking straight ahead. Looks like a king wearing a crown. That, my friends, is what I described with my 2019 Maryland buck. Head up, straight ahead, king of the forest. He's the king of the forest. Other interesting comments, we had Joseph Medlin. I actually do all the taxidermy for my family and friends. I think the offset shoulder in a semi-sneak or semi-upright looks the best as it gives a great angle of the rack without an extreme neck angle and having Extra shoulder just makes it feel more like deer instead of a head and neck that conveys a sense of motion. In other words, it's not just a head hanging on the wall. Having a little bit more shoulder, if you have the available cape, allows you to have more of that deer heading into the room. And I will tell you that my 1986 buck has very little shoulder going on there, very little. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I probably shot through the shoulder, but it also had to do with not saving enough of the hide to have the larger form. That could be part of that. And I really never thought about that until I read this comment. But my 2016 buck, my Maryland buck, lots and lots of shoulder displaying. It makes the deer look monstrous on the wall. It gives the deer a much more lifelike appearance because there's more deer visible to your eye. My 1986 buck, Looks great, don't get me wrong, and it's held up all these years. But that could be a difference, and it could be the reason for that. And then we have a couple of people, of course, who responded and said, I turned the head the direction he was facing when I shot him, if that makes sense. And I normally get my bucks done the exact same way they were turning or facing when I take them on the hunt, and always a shoulder mount. That makes you cherish the hunt more. I totally get that. When I look at the king of the forest, when I look at Maryland's 2019 buck, that reminds me every time of that hunt. I always think of him coming in with his head up, and that's one of the reasons I chose that. Long story short here, I don't think you can go wrong. <laughs> if you've been successful in the woods, you have a nice buck, you hang it on the wall, or any trophy, and I don't care if it's a white-tailed deer, if it's a moose, what have you, if it's a bear, if it's a squirrel, if it is a turkey, you hang something on the wall, you really can't go wrong. To me, that is the way to share the outdoors with visitors to your home. It is a way for you to remember it and to keep your family and friends aware of the importance of this heritage, the importance of getting in the outdoors and appreciating and enjoying the outdoors and everything that it has to offer. Not just the meat off of the animal, the meat from the squirrel, 
all the crock pot goodness that you can do, all that crock pottery. Not just that, but also remembering it, displaying it. That's been done since the beginning of time. W.C. W.C. Garner comment. Do my best to remember the hunt, but they all look good on the wall. You can't beat that. Does that sum it up nicely or what? They all look good on the wall. And I agree. The trophy room, the purpose of the trophy room here in the kingdom of Bungie is not to display monster bucks. This isn't a museum to fill it with an index of really nice bucks. That's not what this is. This is instead just a way for me to remember my heritage, the heritage I'm trying to pass on to my daughter, the future of Death by Bungie, and remember the past of Death by Bungie. That's what this is. This is a great place for me to play guitar, a great place for me to watch TV, and a great place for me, hopefully, to have recorded this podcast. Thank you very much to those of you who commented, to those of you who took place in that little poll on the YouTube channel. Thank you very much for being a friend of Bungie and listening to this podcast. And until next time, all hail Bungie!